Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom-scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome to another episode of Call the Binge Wife, where Roger and I review a season of TV we have binged together. Roger, what show are we covering in this episode? Yeah, hello, binge friends. We are reviewing the Netflix unscripted dating reality show, Jewish Matchmaking Season 1. Yes, and if you haven't heard yet, a week from dropping this episode, we will be launching our first ever Call the Binge Wife Behind the Scenes, CTB BTS, woo, interview episode featuring Aliza Ben Shalom, the matchmaker from this show. Make sure you subscribe to our show wherever you're listening to this podcast to make sure you don't miss the behind the scenes about this show. Yes, Ruth, we're excited about having Aliza on the show. What is the synopsis? Tell people what the show is all about. This is a reality series. It follows singles in the United States and Israel as they turn their dating life over to a top Jewish matchmaker, Aliza Ben Shalom. The show comes from the producers of Indian Matchmaking and has a similar format. Each episode, Elisa meets with a new potential client and asks them about their needs and cultural preferences as they seek to find a marriage match. So Roger, could tell us a little bit about the show Data. Yeah, so it's the title of the show is Jewish Matchmaking. It's in its first season. The drop date was May 20th, 23. It's rated TV 14. Probably maybe there's some sexual talk or something. I don't know. Uh, Where to watch is Netflix. The amount of episodes is eight. Again, it's a, the genre is reality dating. The cast of note is Eliza Ben Shalom as the matchmaker and a host of folks that want to get hitched under the hopa. 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 So the Rotten Tomato scores, the critics is zero. And I'll explain that a little bit. There weren't enough. Uh, the reviews for them to aggregate a critic score. So so that's why it's zero. I think there are like four critics that reviewed it. So okay. that's why it's so low. Not because the show is really bad, just because there aren't enough review, uh, reviews from critics. Viewers, still you know pretty low, in my opinion, uh, at about 67%. Um, and we'll talk about that as we go along. Why did we want to watch Jewish Matchmaking, Ruth? Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but now well, I've gotten a little bit more used to the reality dating show scene. Beat <laughs> you into submission. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. No, but I did like, I liked Indian matchmaking and it looked very similar, of course. And I was curious to learn more about Jewish courtship and marriage culture, even a little bit, because I, I don't know very much. How about you, Roger? Why did you want to watch this? Yeah, because I'm always drawn to some reality TV dating <laughs> show. I'm like, why do I even have to ask? Yeah, <laughs> We had just gotten done with the third season of Indian Matchmaking, and then they're like, oh, Jewish Matchmaking is coming out. I'm like, oh, oh wow, you we're said, there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, look, there's Jewish Matchmaking. I'm like, of course there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Eight more <laughs> episodes. 
although this is much less of a competitive dating show as some of the others I have watched, it looked from the trailer like that it still had some of the late 20-year-old high school drama, which is kind of why I'm into the dating shows. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I had enjoyed Indian matchmaking, the show that came before this one, and having a small amount of knowledge about Jewish culture, I was interested in learning more. So that's why I wanted to watch it. And I roped you in. It was easy to rope in, right? You know, because it came succession right after Indian matchmaking. So we just kept watching. Yeah, we did. It was like another just kept watching. Yeah. Good on Netflix for for (laughs) roping us in. Yeah. So before we move on to our three positives and one negative about Jewish matchmaking, Roger, what else are we reviewing this season? Yeah, we're reviewing FUBAR season one on Netflix with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The After Party on Apple Plus, which is a, it's a first season, and Loot season one with Maya Rudolph. That's what, yeah, all season ones. Yeah. Hopefully more. Well, we know one for sure, right? The after Actually, party. we know three for sure. Do Fubar, we know three for sure yeah, now? Yeah, Fubar's getting a second season, Loot's getting a second season, and The After Party's getting a second season. We haven't oh. heard about we haven't heard about Jewish Mastery yet. All right. Thanks for keeping us up to date, sweetie. We have also just launched a website for this podcast, thank you Roger, where you can search for a new show to binge three different ways. Listen to this podcast, and what else? Yeah, callthebingewife.tv. You can also find ways to connect with us with links to our Instagram account, Facebook group, and our email address, as well as find information about upcoming Call the Binge Wife behind-the-scenes interviews. Nice. And finally, if you find our podcast entertaining or helpful in discovering the next great show for you to binge watch, help others do the same by giving us a rating right now on your podcast app of choice while you're listening. All right, now back to the review. Roger, okay, so what was your first positive about Jewish matchmaking? I really enjoyed seeing all the locations around the world where Eliza does her matchmaking just like Indian matchmaker with Ante Sima. Aliza travels all over the place at- attempting to make the perfect matches for her clients. The film crews do an amazing job for showing us images from all these locations, Israel to Miami and everywhere in between. It's, you know, for me, it's like you're watching one of the better shows on the travel channel. They just do a really good job of um, immersing you in the culture of where these people are at as they try to find love. Yes. I love that too. Actually, it's like headed to Miami, you know, having never been to Miami, even the U S but especially going to other countries. It's that was fun to see. Yeah. I've been to Israel, but it's, it's fun to see stuff. I didn't see. I was only there for two days. So yeah, there's lots I hadn't seen. So I'm I'm glad I get to see it, especially through this lens. I've never been. It's on the list too. Okay, so Ruth, how about you? What's your first positive about the show? My first positive is that I really liked learning more about Jewish culture through the show, which, and some people might say, oh my gosh, it wasn't represented. You can't just blanket the whole Jewish culture. But to paraphrase Eliza Ben Shalom, she said, there are just as many ways of being Jewish as there are Jews in the world. And I learned a lot. I know, yeah, again, it's not a complete view about, of course, about Jewish life and marriage traditions amongst all the Jewish sects, but it presents a slice of it and shows some of the differences between dating in Israel and the U.S. 
So for example, singles in Israel are more motivated to get married in their 20s versus people in the U.S. Also, marriages can happen more quickly in Israel. They introduce each other to their parents sometimes after two to three weeks. Wow, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's quick. (laughs) Very quick. So how about you? What is your second positive? Something I enjoy about Jewish matchmaking over her sister show is how inclusive the casting for those looking for their perfect match was done. Not only does this show's cast come in all different shapes and sizes, but how Jewish they are is also very inclusive. And that I really think stems from Aliza. And you can hear more about that in the interview. We're probably going to plug that 10,000 times before we're done today, but yeah, (laughs) they just do a really good job of finding Um, people that probably really need her help. You're right. Because in Indian matchmaker, thinking back, it seems to be more like model type people in in general. Yeah. And even as Auntie Seema finds the matches, she's most of the time she's looking for people that for the most part match physically. And, you know, so it's this one, you know, Jewish matchmaking doesn't do that quite as much, I think. Yeah, I would, I agree with you. And it's good to be inclusive that way. So Ruth, what's your second positive? My second positive is Aliza. So she is an American matchmaker based in Israel, which is really interesting. And her backstory is interesting. She remains positive and pragmatic and she comes out as i think the show's real star she's insightful and she's really good at her job and you can tell that she loves to do this work and and you'll hear a little bit more about her work from behind the scenes interview that we do with her but i like her approach also more than seema auntie from indian matchmaking seema seems to be a bit more in the past whereas aliza is appears to I think she is a little bit more compassionate, emotionally intelligent, and aware of the current dating culture. Yes. As more inclusive, right? And Seema Auntie is the bitchy direct aunt. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she's a wonderful, lovely lady and we'd love to have her in the behind the scenes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think I just turned it. And she has salty lines. I'm saying she can appear to be bitchy, right? But yes, I think she's, I agree with you. She's also very sweet. And then I just found myself wanting to hug her when she clapped too. So yes, I think it makes it funny. But I'm with the when in doubt, go out style of Elisa versus it is way more appealing versus um, see my aunties. You should be happy with 60% and go with it. It's like, oh. Yeah, so that's my second positive. And that dovetails right into my third positive. I'll just go ahead with it. And it really is Elisa's philosophy on, you know, in the very first episode, she talks about what a soulmate is. So it's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. there's two different words for soul. There's S-O-L as singular, as the one, and then soul as in your heart, right? Like what's in your heart. And she does a really good job of explaining the difference between those two and how her Jewish matchmaking philosophy is more about the soul, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. again, watch that. I don't want to do any spoilers, but it's right off the bat in the first episode. And it really does set the tone for the rest of the season and who she is. And uh, that's, again, I I, I tend to agree with you. Um, The 
I forgot about the when in doubt, go out. Uh, and which means just until you get a real no, keep dating, keep dating yeah. that person. Whereas Seema Auntie is more just like, you know, if you've got 60%, you know, then it's, it's a match, right? Just marry. Yeah. So yeah, I do like which, Elisa's philosophy a little bit better. Right. And but to be fair, it, um, and Seema Auntie could work too, because maybe you don't have enough information yet, or it's the arranged marriage perspective, right? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things both shows do is they have these couples that have had arranged marriages sit down and they describe their marriage and how long oh, it's been. Yeah, and that's so really cute. cute. And, and, you know, so you get to see it does work. Right. So that's kind of where Auntie Seema is coming from of, yeah, this works. Well, you know, people that have been married 30 years aren't, you know, never used an app. Right. Right. <laughs> we're, we're in our 50s and we used apps, right, to find each other. So we know what that's like. And yeah. I think you're right that it's Aliza's philosophy is a little bit more modern than maybe what Auntie Seema's is. Yes. Oh, I. So I was just thinking of us sitting down when we're 70. Can we be interviewed as the cool couple who never got married? <laughs> the stories about that. <laughs> well, I was going to pop the question at the end of this episode, and you've ruined it. <gasps> Have I ruined it? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ruth, what's your third? Let's keep going. <laughs> My third positive is I loved the different ages once. And is this a word, religiosity? Uh, I think, I think if you're Bill it in is. the show. Yeah, Bill right? Maher yeah. had a movie called, with that title. So, Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. So, the, yeah, those, all the things about the singles. So, some are more shallow, others are deeper, but they all basically just want a good match. So, Roger, okay, what is your negative about the show? I have the same negative for both the Jewish matchmaker and the Indian matchmaker. And that is for shows that are attempting to illustrate the benefits of arranged marriages. It seems that the majority of the connections that are made on these shows are made outside the matchmaker themselves. And I thought they would want to highlight the process's success more than kind of what shows up in the show. Most of the couples we see get to marriage or get to a, even a proposal came from a dating app or meeting somebody on the street. And, yeah. and now not giving anything away, but I did ask Eliza about this in our Call the Pitch Wife behind the scenes interview for the fifth time this episode, we're saying that. Uh, and you'll, if you listen next week, um, she gave a really great response and I, and I really understood it a little bit more. Um, and it does go along, especially with her philosophy, just like we talked about that, you know, she's more open that it doesn't have to be her um, that makes it, that she's m- more of a coach, but sh- she'll explain all that. And I was impressed with her response. So um, my mind's a little bit changed since I originally wrote this, but at the same time, you know, for a show that's supposed to be highlighting arranged marriages, the, the matchmakers should have a higher percentage, I think. But like I said, Elise does a great job of explaining why. Yeah, that's so interesting. I really like to hear that as well. And I think we're just really excited about the first interviews that we've done. <laughs> so I'll give us a pass. I give yeah. us a pass on mentioning it. <laughs> there you go. And what's your negative, Ruth? Your one negative. Okay, so this is petty and personal but I didn't like the clients as much on this show as Indian matchmaker but then when you're talking about inclusivity I'm like oh my gosh am I just no but I it wasn't about how they looked it was like the eyebrows I but 
maybe I have forgotten about some of those on Indian matchmaker and there uh, were annoying no, there ones, were. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are just fresher in my mind, but that that's really all the only negative. Um, besides I do agree with you. I was like, come on on yours. Like, aren't there more, but I think context and background information help with that too. But yeah. yeah. And this is just a funny thing I thought of like, Oh, we, no. when, after we watch it, I was like, these people are annoying or just really, one seems really narcissistic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. it's just part of the deal. Yeah. And again, for the 10,000th time, if you listen to the interview next week when this drops, we talked to Elisa about that as well. We talked to her about the casting process and how much input she had and what were some of her you know, uh, red flags, no goes, that kind of stuff. So yes. uh, she does a great job of talking about all that. And you'll hear that next week when that episode drops. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So maybe it's the moment of truth. <laughs> Skip it or binge it. You well, go you, first. Yeah. Well, you know me, I'm, <laughs> it's, a, it's a reality dating show. I'm going to say binge it, but I also know that not everybody is where I'm at with it. Uh, I would say there's two reasons for that. First is the show does a great job of educating viewers on Jewish culture, um, which I thought was, they did an excellent job. And two, Elisa just gives great advice. Um, that's good for those that are looking for love as well as those that are, have already found it. And so mm-hmm. I felt like watching it, it still spoke to our relationship and and some of the things that we could work on or some of the things that we could praise ourselves that we did do in the dating process. So uh, yeah, I think it's valuable and you should binge it. And we still do some of those things. We'll have to talk more about that. Am <laughs> <laughs> I sleeping on the couch tonight? No. Okay. It's just a fodder for fodder for good conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ruth, what about you? Skip it or binge it? Well, I'm going to say binge it too. Listen to me. I think it's a kinder, gentler kind of dating show versus some of the other dating competition mm. shows. <clears throat> Fuckboy Island. Or, you know, <laughs> what happened? That show is awesome. And backstabbing, totally awesome. gossip, and et cetera. Not, not as much of that stuff. So, yes. So, there you have it. We hope this review has been helpful to you. And remember, when you don't know what to watch next, call the, All the binge, binge wife. wife. I cut off the <laughs> seat. Okay. I cut off you the seat. Yeah, I was just, just to match you. Call the binge wife. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Love you. Well done. Love you too.